This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. from Studio 6B on a Monday. Getting a brand new week started. Glad you're in. Slick Rick sitting right there is going to do some sports. Rick Delgado's got the news. Of course, all our friends out there in the Getter chat and everywhere else that you watch the show, thank you for uh, letting us be a part of your night, 8 to 10 weeknights right here, Real America's Voice. Glad you're in on a Monday. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to dig into take our time and dig into some of these things <clears throat> there's lots to talk about uh slick rick how are you i'm doing great big day how you doing very good welcome back to the show hope you had a couple of good days off rick i Del- missed you guys i missed you we yeah. missed you too as yeah. the audience did uh, i want to thank everybody who joined me this morning on uh did a little morning stream on our getter page had a nice little audience there and then of course all of a sudden everything went black and it was everything but everybody was gone <laughs> i don't know what happened what but uh it just went black it just went it just froze up and went oh. black so um but i want to thank everybody who joined me this morning it was a good uh, i don't know we did about 30 40 minutes or so on there so that was nice rick delgado how are you i'm good i'm just grooving man how was your weekend it was good it was, what are you uh, grooving to the new uh, trump song grooving to the new trump song oh nice I just retweeted that, and the guys who made it uh, said thank you for sharing. Yes. A takeoff on Kanye West's Gold Digger. Yes. Uh, which um, I think you went with Vote Rigger. Vote Rigger, yes. Yeah. You, I love <laughs> it. It's on our page at LFS6B on X. You can follow it there. I haven't figured out. I haven't gotten it over on Getter yet. I have to whatever. Ugh. Download it and re-upload it over there because I don't think it, I haven't seen it posted over there. Although it might be there. <laughs> I love the Fatty Willis. <laughs> yes. yes, Fatty Willis. Not only that, but one, if you haven't heard it yet, and if you do check it out, um, man, that AI stuff is good, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Very good. And if you haven't seen, if you haven't been over to our X yet today, it's weird calling it X still. X, what's that? Well, yeah. Twitter, whatever. At oh, yeah. uh, LFS6B, you should go over there and watch, as I labeled, a future yearbook winner of... Um, elementary school yearbook this kid is will say most likely to be a republican you know how they do most likely you know whatever (laughs) his is going to be most likely to be a republican as dr jill biden was talking to the class (laughs) oh that one (laughs) and uh some kid decided to jump in Uh, he's going to get the award for most likely to be a republican in the yearbook so I can't play it on the show. <laughs> you should go. Maybe one of the commercial breaks, go over to our at LFS6P on Twitter and check it out. So uh, lots to get into. Slick Rick, how do you think um, How do you think Skip is enjoying his first day in his new show with, um, with Michael Irvin, um, Keyshawn Johnson, and um, the other guy there, the, uh, the cornerback from the Seahawks, Richard Sherman, 
Uh, the oh, four of them are the new undisputed, right. and I watched a little bit of it today. Don't let him have a record, and I can't imagine how he gets a word in edgewise. <laughs> well, I thought, thinking about you guys on this show, they can't get a word in edgewise. The this three of worse. them. <laughs> Just, this is worse. Oh, my God. Good Lord. It we'll was skip. It was Michael Irvin and Richard Sherman got into it at what point about how to catch a football. Forget it. A corner <laughs> and a receiver. Oh, my there's God. There's no winning there. No give. And, and there's poor Skip sitting there thinking, what have I done? What have I done? I went from one with Shannon, which was hard enough to talk uh, talk to, to, you know, get your words in. And then he's gone to these three loud mouths. Oh, and I, I don't know if it's going to work. Is he the moderator? I assume he is. No, I'm not. There's no moderator. It's just the four of them. But, oh, oh my God, what a circus it was today. Yeah, Keyshawn, felt, too. I mean, for me to feel bad for Skip tells you all you need to know about how, how it went. Yeah. Oh, it was brutal. It was just brutal. So you got to check it out. So At least Michael Irwin's getting paid. That's very true. So, all right, lots. So there's lots to get into. Uh, I got a couple of clips. Kevin McCarthy. I, I I don't know. This this clip from Maria Bartiromo that he was on is the the, the essential loser Republican mentality. Not only loser mentality on the what he actually says. But the fact that he's saying this now after going away for vacation for however many weeks have been, where they could have been, while the Democrats were gone, really controlling the stage, controlling the narrative, controlling the cameras, getting out there, talking about a defund fight for October 1st, uh, and really making us believe that you're actually serious about the weaponization of government and the big spending and the in the green energy and and all of it, and the, the, the out-of-control federal prosecutors. And they did none of that. They did none of that as this defund fight approaches. Well, it doesn't approach, but October 1st approaches. Something that they can control, something that they can win, something that they can complete. But they're, gonna, they're going to opt for, and it's not that I'm not for an impeachment inquiry, but you, you can't. It's not going anywhere. You can't win that fight. You can, you can show that you're fighting, but you can't. Uh, there's nothing you can do to offer up a winner out of that. But you can offer up a winner out of a defund fight because you control it A to Z. So not only do they not want to do that, McCarthy goes on this weekend with um, Maria Bartiromo cut to Aaron and she asks him about the uh, CR in the budget and he says um, the following roll that I don't believe we'll have enough time to pass all the appropriation bills by September 30th okay stop so, so stop, I would stop, actually... stop 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 it now if he if he wants to say we don't have enough time now because we haven't done anything and we all went on vacation and we haven't addressed this and since we put the magical 1% cut in the debt ceiling when we gave Biden no limit to what he can spend. But no, he doesn't say any of that. He just says, oh, I don't think we have enough time to do this. But that's, that's true only based on where we are now that you've let all this time go. And not one of you's talked about it. You haven't take, taken control of the, um, the narrative. I've seen... None of you in front of a camera actually fighting this fight, talking about fighting this fight. Have you? Has anyone seen anyone? Nope. So nobody's fought this fight. Nobody's talked about fighting this fight. 
And now, oh, we don't have enough time. See, this is the typical, it's, it sounds like a leftist. I, listen, let's forget about today so I can sell you tomorrow. That, that's, what, that's what the left does. Go ahead, Aaron. I like to have a short-term CR only to make our arguments stronger. Oh. Because, Maria, if we shut down, all of government shuts it down, investigation and everything else, it hurts the American public. But if we're able to pass our appropriation bills, we're in a stronger position to remove those, those Pelosi policies that are locked into law right now, the wokeism, yeah. the, the overspending, the non-security of this border. We want to secure the border, make us energy independent, make our streets safer, and let our parents have a say platitude, in their kids' education. Mm. We can't do all of that. And you want to go into that debate with the strongest hand. So if we could pass more, do a short-term one would make us in a stronger position because over in the Senate, I'm sorry, the Republicans and Democrats are voting 97% to spend even higher than what our debt ceiling agreement agreed to. And right. we're in this discussion together. And so we've got to have a stronger hand. And I want to put us in the position to be able to get greater savings and take away all those Pelosi policies. Again, it sounds like leftism. Forget about today. I'm going to tell you on tomorrow why it's going to be so much better. I mean, it, does it or it, it does just, it not? I just heard blah, blah, blah. It was like Charlie Brown's teacher. Blah, 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 blah. Uncle. And, and notice the way, you know, he's talking like you don't under, You really don't understand. Let me explain it to you. No, no, Kevin McCarthy, don't explain it to us. We know you're not doing anything. You just spent uh, the last month on vacation. So don't sit there and say, we don't have time. You have plenty of time. You just decided to use it to do other things. And still take your money from us. I'm not even sure what they did. I mean, they, they, they certainly didn't. You know, one of the things about the Republicans when it comes to these debt ceilings is they never control the narrative. Never mind what they actually do. They never control the narrative. The media always controls it. Pelosi always controlled it. Schumer always controlled it. We can't even message correctly on it. And it's the same thing now. So he's talking about a CR that maybe goes out to March. And so they'll get the little 1% across the board cut, and they'll talk about that like it's the greatest thing ever, as we're $33 trillion in debt. We've run in fiscal deficits that are bigger than anyone could have ever imagined. But the one, we'll get a 1% cut across the board if we have a CR. And he wants to take it out to maybe March. And it's quite possibly they could lose control of the House come November. So what are they going <laughs> to— It's just It's just amazing. It's just the same old story once again. They just don't have it in them to fight. The time to fight was the last nine weeks, ten weeks, whatever it is. And they didn't do it. They can't message on it correctly. There's very few who you hear in front of a camera even talk about this. That's great that we can talk about Biden. Now we're getting new stuff on Biden. We're always finding new things on Biden. No organized impeachment. Nancy May says, oh, and now it's $50 million, and I've seen enough, and I've this is Matt Gates this morning. And I love Gates. He's always on offense, so I'm not picking on him at all. But I retweeted something of his. He was like, oh, look at this. Well, we should. Well, yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff you should. But all of us are waiting for what you actually will. Get back to us on that. Report back once you decide what you actually will do. And stop telling us about what you should be doing. Oh, look at this. The left's on the move again. Prosecuting this and doing this. Move it. We should do this. Great. Thanks. <laughs> How's those shoulds? Where's that? Where are those, all those shoulds gotten us? We should have done this. We should do this. 
I just, you know, I don't know. I just don't know on this. They just can't message correctly. What do you think about well, this? I, think it, I, I, I just think it speaks to the weakness of the leader, right? I mean, let's face it. it, it if you have a strong leader, as we saw with the Democrats, with Pelosi, they're going to follow. They're going to fall in line. She, yeah, but, she, she whips it up and she falls in line. But where but, are the Freedom Caucus guys? McCarthy doesn't have to speak for them. They can get in front of a camera very easily. That's a good question. I don't know where they are. They're all on vacation, actually. Last, <laughs> last I checked. It was August, and they took their August recess. I can't think of one person who I've heard step in front of a camera. Now, I know Daniel Horowitz has written about it a lot. I know others have spoke about it. We've spoken about it based on his writing. I can't think of one Republican, and maybe there is one. I just haven't seen it. Step in front of a microphone and say what we should be doing is doing a budget for October 1st and defunding all of this, putting it in there, and telling you and, and making sure that everybody understands that we're going to stand behind it. I just don't, I've never heard that messaging from them whatsoever. Yeah, I think they're afraid to. Because what is it going to happen? The media is going to take it up. They're going to shut down the government. And they always end up on the wrong side of that. Because the public perception is everything to these people. If they, th if they think they're going to look bad, they don't want to touch anything. Uh, that's why, that's why, yes, yes, we're going to, we're going to tackle healthcare. They never tackle healthcare because that would, that would include making a tough decision and, and, and having the, uh, having the fortitude of your position to say, this is what we need to do going forward. And I don't care if you don't like it and it might hurt, but it needs to be done. They don't have that. They don't have that in them. They're, they're like, uh, they're like jellyfish, spineless. All right, lots to do on a Monday. Just getting started. We'll do sports. We'll do news. We'll tackle some issues. The 14th Amendment. Oh, boy. Everybody's hot on that still. See if we can put an answer to whether that's even remotely plausible here. Quick answer, not. And we'll get to some other things. COVID nonsense as well, as well again. All right, we can ask up, baby. All coming up. <laughs> Studio 6B on a Monday. Glad you're in. We'll get to all of our friends in the getter chat. I see everybody in there. All the Ravengers, as I saw someone just say. Uh, someone said your Twitter's down, and I think Twitter, it's not us. I think Twitter's having issues, at least on uh, the desktop was, was definitely having issues. But our account is definitely not suspended. There's no reason for it to be suspended. I just went to it, and it's fine. I think, uh, I think Twitter's having issues that they're working through. Uh, so you should be able to get to it. But uh, if I find anything different, I'll report back. Uh, make sure you go over to livefromstudio6b.com and sign up there. Become a member. Free shipping on all orders is still going on through this week. Got my One Nation Under God shirt, which a lot of you saw on the stream this morning and absolutely loved it. I like, I like it, too. I like it a lot, actually. So uh, free shipping over there, livefromstudio6b.com. Make sure you sign up as a member and get involved. Great emails, great notifications to your mobile phone, great news. Uh, covering the North Carolina event this morning, had the news out pretty quickly. Um, and, of course, now the report is that there was actually a faculty member who was killed. Terrible situation. Uh, but um, God bless all the law enforcement there who jumped into action at Chapel Hill to prevent this thing from being 
obviously probably worse than it could be. And I guess the update is they caught the guy. Saw so Daily Mail had some reporting on it. But um, just another opportunity for the left to scream about guns. But um, Yeah, but the, don't they know that's a no-gun zone? I mean, come on. Yes, of course, none of them could none of them could articulate anything that would have made that situation and there's no law or anything that would have made that situation any better, of course. No. Just listen to the guy in Jacksonville in that horrendous situation from the weekend. Did you see the uh, police chief guy there? I didn't Man, see every that. police chief we see out of Florida is a so- I mean, they got some yeah. solid police chiefs yes, there, they boy. Do. They don't right? take they, they just, do. They don't take no guff. They kind oh, of they put it out, uh, you know, here here it is. Boy, you should watch, t- um, I think it's TJ or TK Waters, Chief Waters, I believe it is, Sheriff Waters maybe. Mm. He gave a speech about guns at this press conference because everybody was screaming about guns. And, I mean, more, one of the more eloquent 60 seconds on guns that uh, you'll ever hear. It's not guns, folks. It's people. Bad people are bad people. Murdering thugs are going to be murdering thugs, no matter what they use. And uh, I mean, he nailed it. I'll see if I can find that clip. We should, we should, I should have had that prepared today because that's a good clip, uh, especially what with what happened in North Carolina. But yeah. uh, again, good for the law enforcement there, who of course ran into action, covered an an immense amount of ground there at chapel hill it's a huge campus it is and that's one of the things that that kind (laughs) of caught me off guard when i'm listening to some of these talking heads talk you know uh talk about what's going on they're like well it's a a, well i'll have to find out how a gun got on campus it's like do you understand the size of the university of north carolina i went there a couple years ago um you can access that campus virtually from anywhere it is huge it is part of the community there are major roads that run through it that lead to hospitals and this, and they've got everything everywhere. They've got the, the sorority and fraternity row, which are, which are on different streets, but really close to the you can You can get to that campus. If anybody wants, anybody could drive a tank into the University of North Carolina. That's how much access there is. So for anybody to sit there and be like, I don't understand how they got a gun on campus, really freaking easy. I, 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 I'm dumbfounded by the stupidity of some of the talking heads on TV that don't have, like, basic knowledge of, like, wait, let me look at a map. Wow, this is pretty big. I guess it's easy to get in there no matter where they go. They could have flown in. They could have biked in. They could, they could have moonwalked in. It didn't matter. There are too many access points for you to sit there and go, we don't understand how they got a gun on campus. Idiots. Idiots. Yeah. I didn't see that. I don't know who it was you're referring to, but yeah, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. There's, yeah. There is some interesting, I mean, I'm not going to put my tinfoil hat directly on right now with Delgado sitting here. <laughs> I'll do it. But it is interesting <laughs> that this kid that they've arrested seemingly is a graduate of the Wuhan Institute of Get out. something or other. I don't know if serious? it's virology or just another different school. I didn't, I didn't see the whole report. But the connection between Chapel Hill as Paul Nolan has reported on this show many a time and some of the some of the things that were going on and some of the uh, work that's scientific work that's being done, some of the papers that have come out of Chapel Hill, um, and then Wuhan and COVID and this whole connection. I, I don't know that there's any connection. I bet there's probably not. But it just is one of those things that makes you kind of go, huh? 
Right. It catches your attention where, where they were doing a bunch of, uh, what's that called? Right, the shootings, Gain of function. And the shootings happened in yeah. like the science labs. So that's yeah. where the thing started, supposedly. So who, who knows? But again, uh, God bless all of the first responders there. So uh, could it could have been a lot worse, I would think. Uh, let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Use our code LFS6B if you shop there. It'll save you 10 to 60% off all the great stuff that Lindell has, whether it's towels or sheets or pillows or mattresses or whatever you want. All great stuff. LFS6B is the promo code to use at checkout. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, Big D. Well, we'll get to the rodeo and the drag strip in the next segment, but let's get to the big story from yesterday. Louis Lapay's walk-off home run lifts El Segundo to Little League World Series title. This is Eric Sondheimer of the Los Angeles Times. Summer baseball ended Sunday for the El Segundo Little League team. Players will be headed home to begin classes. Gloves, bats, and cleats will be put away. Chores such as taking out the trash or walking the dog will resume. Except what a tale they will get to share after experiencing the journey of a lifetime, the 12 players from a close-knit beach community are world champions after defeating Curacao 6-5 in a world championship game of the Little League World Series in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Uh, when Louis Lappy hit a walk-off home run to left field in the bottom of the sixth, his fifth of the tournament, El Segundo had to win five consecutive elimination games to become the first team from California to capture the world title since Huntington Beach Ocean View in 2011. It's the eighth Little League World Series by a California Little League team. So great story for those young men. Really exciting. Nothing like a walk-off home in any in any game, but boy, when it's the final game of the College World Series, that is absolutely incredible. So wanted to get that story out there. Uh, just a couple other quick stories. Former U.S. swimming champ Jamie Kale died of accidental fentanyl overdose. The toxicology reports finally came out. Warner Todd Houston of Breitbart. In February, Jamie Cal, an American gold medal winning swimmer, was found lying dead on the floor of her home in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and now a cause of death for the champion athlete has been disclosed. Cal was uh, found unresponsive on Tuesday, February 21st, by her boyfriend who drove her to a local hospital. She was pronounced dead at Myra Keating Smith Community Health Center soon after. The swimmer's boyfriend had arrived at her home to check on her and told the police he found her lying on the floor. The U.S. Virgin Islands Police Department Criminal Investigation Bureau launched an investigation, but of course, toxicology reports did come back, and it was a fentanyl overdose, and that's another one we're hearing way too many of these with, with young people and with athletes, and it's really a shame. Kayla, have you know, won a gold medal with the U.S. team at the Pan Pacific Championships in 1997, and a silver medal at the 1998-99 World Aquatics Swimming, Swimming World Cup, so very sad story there, big day. And uh, time for one more quick one. How about this one? 49ers and Raiders fans fight and stab each other at an In-N-Out burger. Dylan Gwynn of Breitbart. Police in California say two people were stabbed during a wild brawl between at least 10 49ers and Raider fans at an In-N-Out burger in Santa Clara. The fight broke out after a game between the 49ers and the Los Angeles Chargers. The Raiders' longtime rivals of the 49ers weren't even involved in the game, but their fans were out, and several of them found their way to the popular West Coast Peaks Burger joint, where they did the same thing they used to do when they shared the Bay Area with the 49ers. They fought. Uh, police responded to reports of a fight at the In-N-Out at 11:12 on Friday. Officers say several combatants were arrested and two people were taken to a local hospital after suffering suffering multiple stab wounds. So, and I, you know, I saw the video, Big D. There was actually one 49er pounded another 49er jersey. I think it was uh, Montana beating up uh, Jerry Rice. It was like crazy. <laughs> it was just totally bizarre. You see the video, it's crazy, Big D. That's a wrapping. This world's gone bananas. Literally. <laughs> you wonder why Nordstrom got out of uh, San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. All right, live from Studio 6B, more sports coming up with Slick at the end of the hour. We'll do some news with Delgado. We'll get into Trump's trial schedule. 
given this judge who continues to do the work for Biden and the DOJ. We'll do that when we get back right after this. the hour live from studio 6b on a monday night real america's voice glad you're in look rick's doing sports rick delgado is going to do the news aaron and fran holding it down as always and of course you the live from studio 6b audience whether you're watching on uh, real america's voice the app pluto tv samsung tv plus on getter on live from studio 6b wherever you're watching we welcome you in thanks for uh being a part of the show as always it's time to do some news, and here we uh, with the news is Rick Delgado. Now, a lot of you, um, news, of course, has been brought to you by Early Treatment Meds for quite a while before that seven cells. Some of you alerted me to the fact that you got an email from Early Treatment Meds this weekend saying that they were closing down that website, and um, I looked into it, and that's absolutely right. So Early Treatment Meds is going away for some reason that I haven't received a, a message on why that is, if it's all going back to seven cells or what, but... Um, Early treatment meds, I think, is only going to be available now until, I think, September 3rd or 4th. And then uh, it goes away to, I guess, back to seven cells or something. I'm, I'll hope to have a full report for you when I hear from do the doctor. But uh, you are absolutely correct in your assumption that email was legit for those of you who are calling and asking or writing and asking about it. So as of now, until September 3rd or 4th, news is brought to you by Early Treatment Meds. If you want that ivermectin from them, you have till September 3rd or 4th. Our code LFS6B will save you 50% off as they try to clear everything out before they shut it down. So, uh, Rick Delgado, what's going on? All right. Well, check this out. This is coming from Pennsylvania. Four-day work week is being proposed for Pennsylvania workers in a new bill there, Damon. Believe it or not. I heard about that. A bill to create Surprised a four-day. Surprised they're going to get that many. Yeah, four-day work week will soon be introduced in the Pennsylvania legislature. When those rare three-day weekends pop up on the work schedule, it's an office-wide celebration. Uh, well, this new bill is going to create a four-day work week and is about to be introduced into the Pennsylvania legislature. It would require, now this is interesting, it would require businesses with more than 500 employees to reduce their work week from 40 to 32 hours a week. However, less hours will not mean less pay. Okay. Right. Yeah, good luck with that one. Uh, a good day Philadelphia poll showed most people support the four-day work week, and Representative G. Ronnie Green plans to introduce the legislation soon. The Philadelphia lawmaker says the 40-hour work week was put into place 85 years ago and no longer fits the needs of society. Sure. And neither does money, because if you think your employer is going to pay you to, to work 32 hours, but he's going to pay you 40 hours a, a week pay, think again. This is crazy. This is stupid. Of course, they can get around this very easily. Just make it because all of a sudden you go from full time to part time. 32 hours is part time, kids. 40 hours is considered full time, right? <laughs> that means you lose your health care benefits. Oh, if you yeah. got health care benefits, you don't qualify anymore. 
this is this is this is Pennsylvania. <sighs> Stupidity on tap. I don't, I don't understand who this legislation is geared towards. Just government positions or uh, any business with 500 or more employees. The government's going to tell them. Yes, going to tell them how many oh. days and how many hours people should work, and that they have to pay them for the 40 hours, even though they're working 32. Well, that's just so stupid. That's not coming. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, told I you. mean, Pennsylvania, baby. It's just it's just another push for more reliance on government, which yeah. listen, if they could get zero work days and just keep sending out, you know, checks like we got during COVID and universal basic income UBI, that's what the, that's what Philadelphia lawmakers for sure would support. Of course, that's what they want. Who's going to pay for that? Oh, that tried us. Uh, the Biden DOJ is suing Elon Musk SpaceX over hiring discrimination. Yes, you heard that right. It is now um, d- decided, the Biden administration has decided that Elon Musk must be guilty of hiring Americans because that's basically what their investigation is finding out. Uh, according to this story, the Biden administration Department of Justice has sued Elon Musk SpaceX, alleging that the company discriminated against, check this out, asylum seekers and refugees in hiring practice. You Uh know, those people that just ran across the border, he's not hiring them. I don't know why. It's a space company. Uh, The lawsuit, which was filed Thursday, claims that between 2018 and 2022, SpaceX wrongly claimed that export controls laws limit the company's hiring to U.S. citizens and law, lawful permanent residents, according to CNBC. The DOJ has reportedly been investigating Musk's space company since uh, Biden got into office when a non-U.S. citizen filed a complaint with the Department's Immigration and Employee Rights Section. Our investigation found that uh, SpaceX fair, uh, failed to fairly comply or hire a sale, uh, asylees and refugees. I don't even know if that's a real word because of their, uh, citizenship status and impose what amount to be a ban, uh, to hire them regardless of their qualification in violation of federal law. Now, I don't know about you, but, uh, SpaceX, which, um, relies on a lot of, uh, federal contractors, uh, they can't hire, people who don't who aren't or or non-u.s citizens um the investigation also uh said here it found that spacex recruiters and high-level officials took actions that actively discouraged asylees and refugees from seeking work opportunities within the company so um there you have it a non-u.s citizen uh, is suing SpaceX because a, uh, an American company didn't hire somebody who was Amer- wasn't American. You know who else um, advertises that only U.S. citizens can apply for a job there? Uh, yeah. The DOJ. Yeah. The so maybe government. the government should sue themselves to, uh, while they're at it. Yep. Interesting. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Kind of interesting that they're going after Elon Musk. That that's not a conflict at all. Uh, let's see. And this last one coming from the. Well, it's UK. not like Biden didn't tell us that um, Musk should be under investigation for something. Yes, for his for his uh, overseas uh, business affiliations. Yeah, for whatever, anything. Yes, there must be something there. We're not saying he's guilty, ah. but it should be something that's looked at, according to Joe Biden. Uh, flight disruptions. 
are all the talk in the UK and are going to continue into the week despite uh, despite the network failure that left thousands of travelers stranded. Having been remedied, experts warn as many as 80% of flights leaving the UK have been delayed today following a huge failure in the National Air Traffic Control System. That sounds safe. Causing chaos for tens of thousands of holidaymakers and one of the busiest days of the year. Britain's National Air Traffic Service, NATS, Sounds like a bunch of bugs. Uh, said it experienced technical issues that forced controllers to switch from automatic system for landing and dispatching flights to a manual one. <laughs> okay. Uh, flight plans are being input manually, which means we cannot process them at the same volume. Hence, we have applied uh, traffic flow restrictions, Nats said. A spokesperson for Mail Online said there was nothing to suggest that it was a result of a cyber attack. Uh, Transportary Secretary Mark Halper said that despite the technical issue being resolved, flights are still unfortunately affected. He tweeted that he would encourage all passengers to read the UK Civil Aviation Authority's guidance and be aware of their rights when flights are delayed or canceled. Meanwhile, Home Security uh, Braverman told passengers to contact airlines if they need more information. Well, that's kind of self You don't have to tell people to do that. They're going to do that anyway. They're going to contact the airline. Thousands of passengers have been hit with delays and cancellations, and the majority, 78% of flights leaving Heathrow, are currently delayed, according to flight radar, uh, compared to 74% at Gatwick and 81% at Manchester and Bristol. So there you have it. Um, Don't try and fly if you're in the U.K. You're not going to get anywhere. All right, very good. Uh, we'll do some more news with Rick Delgado here in a little bit. So let's talk about Trump's trial schedule, this judge, okay, this hearing, and she comes up with this date of um, the day before Super Tuesday. The day before Super Tuesday. And that would be um, March 4th. That's one day before Super Tuesday. Uh, and obviously that's a dozen uh, key states that vote in California, Maine, Texas, North Carolina, Utah, Virginia. They all hold their voting on March 5th. That would be the day after the judge picks to start this trial in D.C. Trump lawyers had asked for an April 2026 trial date. Um, Jack Smith had wanted January. Now, there's more than... One example of a J6er who's gone before this judge that she has given almost as much time in starting these trials with about 999,999 less documents than Trump has in a million documents that they say that they've turned over to him. But yet they want to give them only till March 4th to get ready. And so everybody's screaming today both ways. Well, most people are screaming that it obviously is election interference. And um, there's a few that say, why is, everybody, why is everybody so crazy about this date? Every time Trump has to go to court or do something, it's going to give him more momentum in all of these things. So they're picking these dates specifically close to these election days so that they guarantee he's going to win the nomination. So you have, you have some on both sides of this argument. I'm not sure either one really matters. Which one do you have a preference on which one you fall on, Rick Delgado? Is election um, interference? Or is it um, guaranteed momentum to make sure he wins the nomination? I think it's election interference. 
Um, but it does guarantee he's gonna he's gonna surge because that's just what happened. People react. They're like, you know what? These sons are. That's it. I'm making sure I'm getting out there. Um, and if they think that's going to affect the general, they're stupid. Because these same people that vote in the primary, they're going to vote in the general. And they're going to be just as angry, if not more so. And if you don't think more people are going to be exposed to everything that they're doing by the time the general shows up, um, they're, they're being foolish again. Which leads me to think maybe there won't be an election. That's my tinfoil hat moment of the day. Uh, the judge said, quote, setting a trial date does not depend and should not depend on a defendant's personal and professional obligations, uh, said Judge Chutkin. Mr. Trump, like any defendant, will have to make the trial date work regardless of his schedule, she said. Indeed, over the next year, Trump's campaign schedule is poised to become a balancing act while he contends with a bevy of trials, some of which, like the federal case in D.C., line up with key election dates. The situation has given cause to Trump supporters to claim it's election interference at play. Uh, Kicking off a pair of civil matters heading to court, Trump faces a fraud suit brought by Letitia James that is set for October 2nd. Then he has a defamation lawsuit brought by E. Jean Carroll. That goes on January 15th, coinciding, of course, with the Iowa Republican Presidential Caucus. The hush money criminal case brought by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is set for March 25th, a date that is right in the middle of of key election contests. On March 19th, you have Arizona, Florida, Illinois, Kansas, and Ohio. Louisiana is on March 23rd. Wisconsin is on April 2nd. And now the trial in Smith's document case and two of his aides is set to begin May 20th down in Florida. A few dates, including Maryland and West Virginia, are slated to be on May 14th. Idaho, Kentucky, and Oregon are May 21st. Uh, The other criminal matter is obviously Georgia. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis has proposed starting the trial uh, on March 4th, which is the same date now selected for the federal elections case. It also happens to be one week before Georgia's primary on March 12th. So that just gives you just a little bit of what the former president's going to have to deal with with balancing a schedule. If any of these actually hold true, which I think the real argument is, they're all going to get pushed till probably after the election. All right, more news live from Studio 6B on a Monday. We're back right after this. from Studio 6B on a Monday night. Slick Rick's doing sports. Rick Delgado's doing the news. We'll get to, uh, we got an LOL today. We have an Is This English coming up. Got a clip from Bernie Sanders on the Sunday shows. Oh, good. The Sunday shows are just, man, most of them are just a waste of airtime. They really are. Uh, a couple viewer emails let's get to. Um, Abel says, stop eating your own. Leave Kevin McCarthy alone. Uh, 2024 is not a game. Damon's selective nauseating diatribes against our own party (laughs) will harm votes in 2024. 
I regret promoting LFS6B. Oh, well. You well, Abel, you might be um you you might want to um just make sure that you're a Republican if that's what you think because you might be a Democrat because if you think that we should be leaving McCarthy alone uh given the stakes right now and what the Republican party's doing and that somehow he's done uh, even remotely of a good job on the budget, uh, I'm not really sure what to tell you. And trust me, nothing I say is going to do anything about votes in 2024. Uh, Corky says, uh, after today, I'm after listening to McCarthy speaking. Now, this is on the total opposite side. After hearing McCarthy today, I'm finally fed up. I'll be leaving the Republican Party and becoming an independent. McCarthy, McConnell, and McDaniels are nothing but power-hungry, money-hungry globalists. The best I can say about any of them is that they are right-leaning Democrats. Okay. Yeah, that's about right. Right? So that's, why, have, that's why they're called rhinos. There you have two emails on the completely different uh, side of the spectrum. Leave McCarthy alone is one of, is one of the emails I received. Leave McCarthy alone. Yeah. Leave him alone. Because he's doing great, don't you know? But he's a rhino. Okay. He's, he's really a Democrat, but he calls himself a Republican because he got elected that way. That's it. Uh, Amanda says, over the weekend, Bray Wyatt of the WWE died of a heart attack linked to COVID. Really? Wow. But him, like other athletes, are forced to take vaccines and are dying young. Thoughts? Um, Amanda, I did see that. It's extremely sad. I have no confirmation that it has anything to do with COVID or a vaccine. Um, I yeah. don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah. We saw that he passed. I think it was Friday, late yep. Friday that we saw it. We forgot to get to it. Um, but yeah, it was only 36. He was planning a comeback from what I understand the, the week prior. I had read that, uh, Bray Wyatt was planning a comeback. I'm like, Oh, that's pretty cool. I haven't seen him in a bit. Um, yeah, I think the reason you hadn't seen him in a bit is I think the reason that some, that, you know, the, right. the, the, the reason right. long COVID maybe. Right. I don't know. No, I think he's had some substance. Uh, well, I, don't, I don't know. We don't know. I, I'd rather just wait and, and see if we get a final yeah, word. Speculate. But I have no information that it has anything to do with. Uh, I don't even know if he took. I don't even know what the, their policy was. Quite frank, was the WWE policy that they ha- you had to get a shot? I don't know, but it could have depended on the state he lived in. Who knows? Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. you couldn't get into any of the arenas without the shot. Right. Remember, uh, that's why Kyrie Irving stayed out of, uh, stayed the, out of New York. The Nets, yeah. He wouldn't play in Barclays. Right. Remember, they never had audiences. They, they cut everything to their, their WWE place, and they had no audiences for Initially, like a year and know. a half. But Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know. But I did see it. It's extremely sad. He was well-liked by the audience. Very. He was a great character, which is hard to come up with a character like him in this day and age that really can kind of get over with the crowd on both sides, good guy, bad guy. And he, he did both. Uh, So very sad. So, all right, let's do some more sports and then we'll get into um, a little more on what we just talked about as far as these dates, all these trials and everybody's kind of getting all up in arms about it right now, which I I mean, it's fine, but it may be a a little bit of wasted energy because we may, in the end, it may all just, get pushed and that's of course what uh, alan dershowitz and um jonathan turley think that you're asking a surgeon here to do surgery with like three weeks to prepare he's never done surgery before so it's not it's just not realistic so i'll get into a little bit more of that but let's do some sports brought to you by mike lindell and my pillow 
Use our code LFS6B. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, well, let's get to the rodeo. Big D, we got to recap a couple of the rodeos tonight. So let's get to the Kitsap Stampede. This is in Bremerton, Washington at the Thunderbird Arena. Wrapped up on Friday night. All around, Cowboy went to. Caleb Smith, 3,300 for tie down and team roping. Bareback, we had a tie. Waylon Bourgeau on Big Stone Rodeos Mayhem. And Cole Franks on Corco Rodeos Dixie's Gravy, 85 and a half points. Steer Wrestling, Laramie Warren, 3.4 seconds. Team Roping, Cash Duty and Sid Spora, 3.5 seconds. Good score there, $4,700. Saddlebronk, the great Stetson Delright, Big D, 86 and a half points on Big Stone Rodeo Inks. Give or take, picked up 53.58. Tyron Roping, Riley Mason Webb, uh, 7.3 seconds. Bauer Racing, Taryn Lee coming in at 7.25. Great score there. Uh, great time there, I should say. Bull Riding, Trey Kimsey, 87 and a half points. On Big Stone Rodeo Inc.'s Lone Star, $5,700. Total payout on that rodeo, $208,438. Let's get to some scores. Major League Baseball earlier today, the Giants defeated the Braves 8-5. Right now, the Phillies lead the Angels 5-4 in the bottom of the seventh. Top four Yankees blanking the Tigers, 4-zip. Top of the six Orioles blanking the White Sox, 4-zip. Blue Jays up 5-1 over the Nationals. That's in the fifth. Mid-five also. Astros 3-2 over the Red Sox. The Mets lead. Lead the Rangers three to one in the bottom of the sixth. Top of the fourth, we have the Twins over the Guardians seven to five. Padres, Cardinals, no score. Bottom of the fourth, Brewers lead the Cubs five to one. Bottom three, top three, Pirates over the Royals two zip and uh, no score. Braves and Rockies coming up a little bit later on the West Coast. Athletics, Mariners, Reds at the Giants and Diamondbacks at the Dodgers nine forty, nine forty five and ten ten. First pitches respectfully. U.S. Open, Big D underway. Novak Djokovic get the set to take the court in a few minutes. So I'll give you an update on that. And later on, uh, no upsets in the women's today. Uh, there was an upset with the men. Henry Ruin lost today, world number four. He lost to R. Carvalis Mania, 6-4. 6-3, So that's a kind of an upset there. And uh, I'll get to a couple of quick There wasn't stories. an upset in the girl. I thought the what's-her-name got upset today. The young... Um the young girl for the uh, Americans. I thought she did. I maybe I read it wrong. I'm I thought I thought there it. was an upset see for the girls. It's a big deal. Let's look through. But, uh, but you might be right. Slick I didn't see that, but I'll double check. Nope, and see anybody big that lost today. Iga Svitek won easily today. Um, uh, Rebekaina won easily today. You think somebody from the U.S. Coco Golf is in the middle of a match right now? Uh, she's losing, so she hasn't lost yet. But that's still going on. Okay. Uh, she lost the first set six three, and she's uh, leading the two set two zip. Uh, all right, time for a quick story. Yes. Okay. So let's get over to here. All right. Three shot at Oklahoma High School football game following an argument. This is Orr Hawkins of Breitbart. Three people were shot, one fatally, after an argument during a Dell City at Choctaw High School football game Friday night. Two others sustained non-gunshot injuries while trying to flee the field. News 9 reported the argument was on the visitor's side and one witness claimed the shot sounded like two people shooting at each other. An off-duty Dell City police officer was also involved in the shooting, but there were no confirmation on whether one of his rounds struck anyone. Fox 25 noted Choctaw uh, Police Department Chief Kelly Marshall indicated the shooting fatality was a 16-year-old boy. A 42-year-old man was also shot and under one surgery overnight following the incident. A female was treated and released after being shot in the thigh. I mean, you go to a football game and they're shooting, and uh, I have a story come up a little later. Chicago White Sox also had a shooting uh, the other night at their stadium, so it's going crazy big day. 
And that's a wrap in sports. Back to you. All right, Slick Rick. Very good. We'll do some more sports. It was, uh, I think it was Sloane Stevens who I was thinking of. Isn't she ranked for the Americans? Isn't she a highly ranked American player? Um, yeah, I, I think I believe so. I believe Sloane. I believe she lost today in in uh, in three sets to somebody from I think Brazil. Okay. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong about that. So I don't have it. All right, very good. Uh, we'll do some more sports. Plus, we'll do some more news coming up, and we'll talk about well. 99% of COVID deaths not primarily caused by the virus, CDC data shows. How about that headline hey. as we're trying to get ramped up for COVID 2.0? And you listen to Jean-Pierre today from the press briefing room defend vaccines, that they're still the best this and they're still the best that. I mean, it's like an alternate reality that these people live in. It is an alternate reality. So we'll get into that. Lots more to do on a Monday live from Studio 6B. Live from Studio 6B on a Monday, Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's doing sports. Rick Delgado's got some more news coming up. Aaron and Fran holding it down. We got an Is This English to get to plus an LOL of the day. Let's do the LOL of the day. It's a good way to kick off hour two. Because there's not many times we can say that Joe Biden speaks on something that he knows. Speaks from experience. (laughs) Like he makes up a lot of experiences that he speaks on. He he ad fibs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That are not real. But today he spoke about something actually that he has a lot of experience with. Uh, LOL the day. Roll it, Aaron. The hardest thing is to come back after three months of not doing any work, not doing any homework. And all of a sudden, I got a lot to make up. Everybody has a lot to catch up from at the end of the last year. So that's the hardest thing to do is go. to get back into the swing after, you know, three months of not doing anything, right. which uh, I mean, he, he, he got three years. <laughs> he's, a, he's an ex, This guy's an expert. He's the, they got the expert speaker this morning at that school. Uh, and I once again encourage you to go over to at LFS6B on Twitter. Oh, we're not going to play that other one? And then listen to the, oh, the soon-to-be yearbook winner of most likely to be a Republican student <laughs> who uh, greeted Dr. Jill Biden. That was a beauty. As she went into her diatribe about when her first school yes. day of school is. Because yeah. she's a teacher. If you haven't listened to that yet. <laughs> Go listen to that because that's uh, that's worth a that's worth a listen. I, w- I wonder how that phone call to home went. Oh, right. <laughs> I can I can, I can only pray that that video is real. It, it looks real yeah. and it sounds real. The reactions look real. I just hope it is. I hope I don't yeah. find out that it's not. I'll be so devastated if it's. I can't real. imagine that, that kid had that some hutzpah. Wow, to do that, but something. No, I, no, he's pretty much on the ball basically. Yeah. 
That's what I'd say. He's pretty much on the ball. He nails it. <laughs> yeah, he nails it is right. So speaking of not nailing it, here is um, in the press briefing room today. Um, oh, good. This question and answer happened. <laughs> the president said in, in Tahoe that he had tentatively decided to recommend everyone get the new vaccine. When is he going to decide finally? So as you, I think you've heard from the F, uh, FDA and CDC, uh, they've made an announcement oh. on the new vaccine. Uh, so God. certainly uh, they said that they will have an, there'll be an updated vaccine September, mid-September, I believe. So uh, we know that, as you all know, vaccinations against COVID-19 remains the safest protection for avoiding hospitalization, long-term health Where? outcomes and death, which is, is why we are, we are going to be when? encouraging uh, Americans to stay up to date on their vaccines. Uh-huh. Okay. And mandating yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the press secretary today. Headline Daily Mail, 99% of COVID deaths not primarily caused by the virus, CDC data shows. In the week ending August 19th, COVID was primary cause in just 1.7% of virus deaths. During peak of pandemic, 30% of virus deaths listed COVID as the primary cause. Nearly 99% of COVID deaths reported by the CDC each week are not primarily caused by the virus, their official data shows. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention COVID dashboard shows that just 1.7% of the 324 COVID deaths registered in the week ending August 19th had the coronavirus as the primary cause of death. The figures suggest just a handful of Americans' lives are being lost. And by the way, it's still too many, but just a handful of American lives are being lost directly to the virus each week. For comparison, the virus was behind one in three COVID deaths at America's pandemic peak back in 2020. 21. The primary or underlying cause of death is defined as the disease, situation, or event that initiated the chain of events directly resulting in the death. And I'm not going to get into the minutia of this article because we don't need to because we've all lived through this now for two and a half, three years. The idea that the White House is going to try to push the idea that we're going to have a new vaccine now that Congress is going to all just happily agree to fund and they're going to try to get by with this again and go back to emergency powers after he's already signed off on this being over. You remember the walk and talk he did with uh, CBS, coronavirus is over. They're going to try to ramp this up again when every piece of data on masks, on vaccines, on, on cause, causation, like things like this, say that this is, if if anything you want to compare it to, you want to compare it to the flu, be my guest. Go compare it to the flu. But leave us the hell alone. Because we're not falling for, well, some of us didn't the first time and certainly won't the second time. And I would have to imagine, even though I think about that video on Friday that we played Oh, which one? And I think that maybe I'm wrong about this, but I would have to think that even a majority of people who did fall for this nonsense the first time, knowing what they know now, are going to also say, leave me alone. Leave my kids alone. Leave my business alone. Leave my life alone. Go away. 
If I want to get a shot once a year and treat it like the flu, that's my decision. Other than that, get away from me. I mean, wouldn't you think? You would think that would be the case. Um, But as Slick Rick said, too, during the break, it's amazing how many people you see already breaking out the mass. Yeah. It's like it's like they've already been trained, Damon. Uh, 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 You're seeing good, a lot, Slick? Uh, yeah, they're masked up at the bus stop. Nobody there leaning against a lamppost. There's a guy fully masked up. People yeah. in the cars now with autoimmune disease, you know, with the masks on. They're crazy. A, a, a good amount, and it's not, the, it's not the majority of people, but a good amount have been trained. They've already been broken. They've, they're the weak ones that, that will be like, they'll run to the government, please save me because you're the only ones that can. Um, that's the type of person that they prey upon, and that's, that's the type of person they're going to try to highlight. And they're going to say, see how many people are wearing the mask? See, see these idiots over – I mean, these people over here, they're doing it for you. Um and it's just amazing that so many of them, no, d- despite the science that's out there, because I thought this was all about science, right? We were told you, you got to follow, follow the follow science. science. So when you follow the science and all of a sudden you find out the doctors are going, well, eh, it's not it's not exactly what was going on. And then you find out from the Twitter files, eh, we, we shut down everybody who didn't agree with our narrative. And then you go back through through the Twitter files and find out, yeah, Fauci was actually talking about, yeah, we got to hide this because it was actually our fault that this came out. Eh, you know, kind of stuff like that. And then you, you, you hear stuff from uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, who we featured a bunch on this program, talking about a cancer virus that's found inside COVID. COVID shots. This from August 22nd. He said that SV40 is a known cancer promoting segment of DNA. And yes, it's found in the shots. He's not making it up. And you notice Pfizer hasn't sued him. Moderna hasn't sued him. Why? Because they can't. Because if, if it's not in there, then they could sue him. But why haven't you heard anything about this? Because maybe it's true. Maybe there is something wrong with these shots, and maybe what we're seeing with all the adverse uh, events that are happening, the the increased amount of deaths that have happened. Um, again, you look back at 2020, and you look back at the uh, you know myocarditis. We had never heard of it before. Most of us had never heard of it before. People in the medical community, yeah, they probably heard of it. All of us never heard of it before. Now you've got. You've got high schools showing, you know, have signs. Hey, make sure you get your kid's heart checked. Why? Who, who does this? Is, is this something new? Yes, it is something new. Something that we'd never heard of before. When did that happen? I'm not saying it's cause, causational, but it does kind of correlate to when the shot started, right? I mean, I'm not crazy. We've seen it. I would love to get somebody's uh, opinion who plays in the NBA uh, about this and see what he would have to say if this if this has ever shown up because now they're reporting that LeBron James' son um, has some heart defect. They won't go into the specifics of what it is. Of course, they don't want to tell you that, but they're going to get it treated. But now it's a heart defect. Since when? How, how did how did one of the richest guys in sports, who's probably got his family, you know, basically hooked up? You know, they can go anywhere, do anything, and make sure that they're in the best of health. And I think he treats his body pretty pretty damn good. Oh, like, yeah. he takes care of himself. I remember when I lived in, in uh, Fort Lauderdale, there were reports. Oh, you'd see this was when uh, LeBron was down in Miami. This guy was riding his bike to and from the, uh, from the arena to stay in shape because he was trying to, you know, right. get better. Yeah. I mean, the guy takes care it's of himself. And I'm sure he takes care of his family's health yes, as well. Yes. So it'd be interesting to see if any, anything more comes out of that. But there's too much evidence. 
too much. And then you, RFK, he hasn't been wrong yet. Nobody's suing him, are they? I don't think so. It'll be interesting to see if COVID 2.0 craziness kicks up. Um, oh, you mean BS 2024? Yeah, how much yeah. that um, how much that helps uh, JFK, uh, JFK, RFK Jr. Because there's nobody who's been more on the right side of this than him. Uh, on either side of the aisle, by the way, there's nobody who's been more right than he has. If you didn't read John Tierney's piece, by the way, in City Journal entitled no masks please we're rational uh that's worth a read of course the, you, our elected officials should be reading it in washington of course they won't um and he says maskaholics are incorrigible the rest of us should pay them no heed and yet you get the press secretary walking to the podium acting like none of us lived through the last three years none of us looked at the data None of us listened to, I saw, what's the guy from uh, guy from Tennessee who sits on the five today? I saw the clip around social media of him today on the five. They were talking about this. And he says, well, in October, I'm going to get my shot because I get it twice a year because that's what I want to do. Okay. Uh, and Jesse Waters says to him, well, how many, what number will this be? <laughs> Is that Harold Ford? <laughs> Harold Ford. Harold thank Ford you. Jr. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, at one point, I actually thought back in the early days when he was on IMUS in the early 2000s, I, always, I thought he was actually a pretty rational Democrat. Just like, amazing to see the difference and how left, how far left that party has lurched. But um, he says, well, what number will this be? And Harold Ford says, it's going to be number seven. Oh, my what? goodness. And then he looks at the camera and says, and I've had COVID three times. Oh, works one this. <laughs> i mean i don't want to laugh but i don't know i mean it's like it's like this john tierney guy is about the mask it's just they just don't deserve and they just don't deserve we should pay them no heed it's like they don't deserve yeah. any respect i mean how much data can you see how many times can you read a study that says people who have the more you get shot the more likely you are to get it it's not even stuff that's in dispute anymore it, but and it's just amazing. It's just like how bad do you have to give in to government tyranny to still think that this is what you should be doing? Yeah, it's like the uh, the climate hoax people. You know, the, the, oh my goodness, the, the sea levels are rising. Really? Then how come everybody's buying? They've got some gorgeous uh, waterfront property that the World Economic Forum is uh, looking to buy in Hawaii. Martha's Vineyard, I think, surrounded by water, isn't it? Isn't yep. our former president who's got a big place there? All right, 13 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. More to do. We're back right after this. Blues on a Monday night. Slick Rick, you like the blues? Come on. All right, what am I talking about here? I sound like an idiot. Uh, Enviro Cleanse. <laughs> Shut up, Aaron. Stop laughing. Agree with. 
I hear you laughing in my ears, and I start laughing. You should uh, choose an air purifier like your life depends on it because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why the EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And in our case, for my home and now for our office right here over my right shoulder. And I can't recommend it strongly enough. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for the EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy ships. And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know that your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping. That's a $250 savings. Visit ekpure.com, the letter E-K-Pure, word pure, dot com. Use code AMERICA. That's ekpure.com. Use code AMERICA for 30% off your air purification unit. And as, well, if you've been watching the show, you must be saying to yourself, oh, man, Damon doesn't cough anymore. And, and it just so happens that right around the time I moved the, the EnviroCleanse here to the studio. Because something in here was absolutely driving me crazy. And uh, as soon as we brought it in, boom. And I have it at home. I can't recommend it enough. EKPure.com. Uh, as central banks in countries like China, India, Australia begin transitioning to a digital currency, the Federal Reserve has been contemplating the same here in the U.S. With a digital currency, the government could track every single purchase you make. Officials could even prohibit you from purchasing certain products or even easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. These are some of the reasons concerned Americans reach out to the Birch Gold Group. They want to have a physical asset that's independent from the U.S. dollar. And of course, gold held in a tax-sheltered retirement account is certainly that. Now, I want you to learn if gold is right for you. And do it today by texting AMERICA to 989898. Let our friends from Birch Gold send you a free information kit on gold, and then you can decide if it's right for you. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, countless five-star reviews. Birch Gold has been helping RAV listeners from the very beginning. Text AMERICA to 989898. Claim your free information kit on gold because if a central bank digital currency becomes reality, it'll be nice to have some gold to depend on. That is absolutely right. All right, 20 minutes past the hour. Speaking of that, I was listening to the great Robert um breed love who is really um uh, he's almost like a philosopher the guy is so damn smart and uh for those of you who are not familiar with him you should look him up if you're interested in the topic of the separation of money and state um which which i am very much and i listened to him explain it and talk about it and it is i'd love to do a long form interview with him 14 minutes on the show is not enough. Um, But Robert Breedlove is absolutely brilliant in talking about taxation as theft 
um, why we need to have separation of state and money. And if you haven't listened to him, you should look him up. Robert Breedlove. I'll link to some of his stuff on our social media. Uh, really, really brilliant. Um, 20 minute, 21 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. It's time to do some sports, and let's do that with Slick Rick in the... Someone said, is that a blue suede? It's kind of like a blue suede shoes kind of deal tonight there, Slick Rick. It's like looking a teal. Good. It's like a teal like a color. teal suede kind of. action, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it looks, yeah. looks well, sharp Definitely not as suede, always. though. There's some cool shoes, too, tonight. Oh, okay, cool we're looking boots, forward to say. those. Yeah, rock and roll. Uh, David Zier wanted. David Zier showed his shoes on Friday night. Just yes. so you know. Yeah, I heard something about shoes or something when I was at the carnival. Oh, they were showing their shoes. Yeah. So you <laughs> do you feel a little? Uh, you were a little intimidated by that? No. Okay. okay no. You should have seen it though. It was this big? Oh, it was yeah? huge. Yeah, it was like a boat. Yeah. It looked like an ark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> looked like a 747 <laughs> wingtip. <laughs> uh, let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and My Pillow. Uh, use our code LFS6B if you shop there. We appreciate when you do. It'll save you 10 to 60 percent off the great stuff at Lindell's. Slick Rick, what's going on? I noticed you haven't talked yet in sports about the, yeah, uh, big, the big trade big, that big happened trade. in the NFL that oh, involves. I don't, I don't think it was a big trade. It was a big trade. No, no, this is one of those <laughs> preseason, you know, under the wire deals, big D right before the cut. Anytime a team with the status of your Dallas Cowboys trades mm-hmm. for a quarterback, when they have a quarterback that they Ooh. have franchised now twice Ooh. and they cannot franchise him again, which Ooh. means this year is the year for Dak. If he brings them to an NFC championship, he signs the biggest contract in sports history next year. They bring in Trey Lance from San Francisco. That, Correct. my friend, is a big trade. Yeah, Trey, former uh, number three <laughs> overall pick, right? Uh, about yeah. three years ago, Trey Lance, great quarterback. Uh, was North Dakota State, I believe, right? Played for. Yeah, he's a great quarterback. We'll see what happens. But I don't. I don't think he's going to end up uh, being anything more than a third stringer, possibly a second ringer. They have Cooper Rush in there. What did they give up? They gave up a fourth round pick, which that's a flyer in most drafts. And uh, the, the salary, they had to pick up the balance of his salary, which is a couple of million dollars. So it's a good move for the Cowboys. You know, you never know. And you're right. Turns the heat up a little bit on Dak, as it should. Dak is definitely NFC Championship game or bust this year. So that's the scoop on America's team, Big D. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that all plays out. So we'll, no, we'll, and so we'll see it in all its glory on LFS Six. Odds makers kick off on Friday. Yes, college football week full week one is this coming Saturday, Slick Rick. I know we got to start Friday. We have to have our picks. I know we're gonna we're gonna get it going. Oh, here we go. Hey, baby. can we do a bet on when they trade Dak? Oh, we no, we could. That won't be this year. <laughs> Uh, come on, we're going to get Aaron involved too on the show. Yes, right? Aaron's going to. Aaron's a football. <laughs> Aaron fan. is going to be part of God's go. Makers this year. So, yep. Yes, she's, she's, she'll pick colors and she'll do well. I think I'm going to pick. Oh, colors. Yeah. oh, so wow, she's going to go right there. Just going to no, no, we talk. knock her right. Aaron and I talked. We talked. She's going to right she's down got the to Jets colors. going to the Super Bowl. Right. You don't think she can. You don't think she could pick uh, based on uh, watching wow. some games and deciding who's better? I'm picking colors this year, so she'll pick me. Aaron, you hear this kind of talk? Yeah, I'm not liking it. Yeah. Okay, see? Very good. We'll see what happens on Friday. Oh, there we go. That's what I like. Hey, well, Aaron did visit me at the carnival. She came down to see Slick Rick over the weekend, right? Oh, yeah, yes. She visited me. She visited the carnival. Slick Rick took care of her. She went on the rides with a beautiful sister. She had a good time, right, Aaron? Yes, it was a yeah. lot of fun. Went on every ride in less than an hour. Nice. Did you get okay. him in the dunk tank? No, there was no dunk ah, tank, unfortunately. 
All right, let's do some. All right, let's we go. don't have a lot of time now. We wasted all the time. All right, well, about... just one, one quick one. Yeah. All right, well, and NASCAR, let's go to uh, Chris Busch's Daytona win. Puts Wallace in the playoffs. Elliott out. AP report. Chris Busch won the NASCAR Cup Series regular season finale at Daytona International Speedway on Saturday night, eliminating fan favorite Chase Elliott from playoff contention and sending Bubba Wallace into the postseason. Yay. Busher and teammate Brad Keselowski <laughs> finished 1-2 for RFK Racing. It was Bush's third victory in the past five races. And he looks good, Bush. He's kicking it butt, making him a title contender no one could have expected two months ago. We certainly got momentum on our side right now, Bush said, uh, because Bush had previously won the championship. Wallace took the 16th and final playoff spot on points, Big D. So uh, we'll see what happens there. NASCAR getting down to the finals. Hey, baseball, pretty much the uh, you know playoff stretch is going to be heating up now. The pennant race is going to be in full swing by this weekend, Labor Day weekend. That's when it all gets going. And that's a wrap in sports, Big D. Have Back the Yankees you. fired um, Cashman and... Um, uh, down in the boondocks? No. Not yet. And <laughs> Boone yet. No. no. How okay. are the Reds doing, by the way? The Reds are, Reds are only in one game out of the wild card spot, so they're uh-huh. there. They're hanging. All right, more sports news coming up. Is this English as well? Live from Studio 6B on a Monday. The hour live from Studio 6B. I was just playing in the commercial break for Slick Rick, the Ramble Rants. Yes. Ramble underscore rants on Twitter. The um, the new banger they made, uh, Donald Trump song. I love that song. Which that I, don't, I don't know if they're releasing it any place other than Twitter. <laughs> it's a takeoff on uh, Kanye West, Gold Digger. Yes. Yeah. Uh, entitled Vote Rigger. I Big Daddy T. They should go. Yeah. I'll give you just, just let me just give you the chorus here. Just just a just a, just, just a just a little bit of Come the chorus on, Big here. Big D, let's get down. You give me my now why you say is she a vote rigger? The fatty only make my lead bigger. Now why you say is she a vote rigger? The fatty only make my lead bigger. There you go. There's the oh, chorus. Video's oh, too you got, good though. Because some of the, yeah. some of the video, they, it's awesome. Yeah. And well, what's it's scary our- again the the AI uh, uh, portion of this with his voice is scary. It is because it sounds like him. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> It's pretty good. Uh, Ramble underscore rants on Twitter came up with it. We shared it. They actually said thanks for sharing. So I had a little back and forth with them, whoever it is. But uh, it's pretty funny. 
Uh, it's on our it's on our at LFSXB on uh, Twitter. So, <laughs> all right, I kind of cut you short there, Slick Rick. Do any other sports you want to cover before we do news with uh, Mr. Delgado since we got some time here? Oh, uh, let's see. I get to a quick story here that I talk about this uh, White Sox game I talked a little earlier. Shooting at White Sox game likely involved gun fired inside the park. AP report from Chicago. Uh, shooting that wounded two women at Friday night Chicago White Sox Oakland Athletics game most likely involved a gun that went off inside guaranteed rate field. Chicago's interim police superintendent said Monday, officials have said little about where the bullets came from or if someone brought a gun into the stadium, but Fred Waller, interim superintendent of Chicago PD, said Monday that investigators have nearly ruled out the possibility that the shots came from outside the ballpark, the Chicago Tribune reported. We're dispelling a lot of... Th- they don't even know where the shots came from. Can you believe this? I mean, that's uh, that city's crazy, unfortunately. Uh, spokesman for Major League Baseball declined comment Monday. Of course, they don't want to see ticket sales drop down. So, yeah, yeah. just absolute more and more craziness this big day and that's a wrap there for you all right so greg we'll do some more sports for your wrap the show so there's a piece in uh reason today under the heading the volokov of the vol volok conspiracy and maybe that's how you pronounce it and it's professor michael mcconnell responding about the 14th amendment which is a hot topic right now on trump and you're seeing talk about new hampshire and you're talk talk about california possibly and you're hearing a lot of talk about the 14th amendment and so the person who wrote this article i guess spoke to this professor michael mcconnell and he says i'm delighted to able to pass along this response from professor michael mcconnell stanford law school to a couple of items that were posted on the blog in the last few days. And this is about the 14th Amendment. He says, there's a recent flurry of interest in Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which bars any person who has, quote-unquote, engaged in an insurrection or rebellion or having previously taken an oath to support the Constitution from holding state or federal office. This provision has played no significant role in American governance since 1872 and was regarded by many scholars as kind of a nothing, you know, kind of a nothing burger. The revival of interest in Section 3 is sparked by scholarship by several scholars with impeccable conservative credentials, including my friends Will Baud, Michael Paulston, and Stephen Calabrese. You can see their work and what they've advocated for, broad sweeping interpretation of the disqualification provision and claims that under Section 3, Donald Trump is ineligible to run for a second term without any further process, hearings, or adjudications. Already, it has drawn the attention of the New York Times and presumably will fuel efforts to keep Trump off the ballot. I have no truck with Trump for whom I have low regard, the author says. But in the haste to disqualify Trump, we should be wary of too loose an interpretation of Section 3. We must not forget that we are talking about empowering partisan politicians, such as, such as state secretaries of state, to disqualify their political opponent from the ballot, depriving voters of the ability to elect candidates of their choice. If abused, this is profoundly anti-democratic. The right to vote freely for the candidate of one's choice is the essence of a democratic society, and any restrictions on that right strike at the heart of representative constitutional government. That's in Reynolds v. Sims, U.S. Supreme Court ruling 1964. The broader and more nebulous the definition of engaging in insurrection and the fewer the procedural safeguards, the greater the danger. Section 3 of the 14th Amendment speaks of insurrection and rebellion. 
These are demanding terms connoting only the most serious of uprisings against the government, such as the Whiskey Rebellion and the Civil War. The terms in Section 3 should not be defined down to include mere riots or civil disobediences, which are common in the United States history. Many of these riots impede the lawful operations of government and exceed the power of normal law enforcement to control. Are they insurrections or rebellions within the meaning of Section 3? I have not done the historical work to speak with confidence, but I would hazard the suggestion that a riot is the use of violence to express anger or to attempt to coerce the government to take certain actions, while insurrections and rebellions are the use of violence, usually on a larger scale, to overthrow the government or prevent it from being able to govern. Moreover, Section 3 uses the verb engage in which connotes active involvement and not mere support or assistance. Remember, Trump has not even been charged with insurrection. Nobody has been charged with insurrection. Significantly, Section 3 also uses the term give aid and comfort to, but this is reserved for giving aid and comfort to the enemies of the United States, which has historically meant enemies in war. Um, That Section 3 uses both terms with different reverences, strongly suggests that engage in means more than just give aid and comfort to an insurrection. Uh, Section 3 covers a broad range of conduct against the authority of the constitutional order, including many instances of indirect participation or support. They explicitly state that Section 3 trumps the First Amendment. The terms broad range of conduct and indirect support are omnibus, especially since they also say that Section 3 trumps the First Amendment and does not require due process. Well, what could go wrong with that, he says. Putting together my friend's broad definitions of insurrection and engage and lack of concern about enforcement procedures, I worry that this approach could empower partisans to seek disqualification every time a politician supports or speaks in support of the objectives of a political riot. Imagine how bad actors will use this theory. If that is what Section 3 necessarily means, we have to live with it. But in my opinion, we should seek the narrowest, most precise, least susceptible to abuse definition that is consistent with history and precedent. In the absence of actual engagement and actual insurrection, judged as such by competent authorities, we should allow the American people to vote for the candidate's of their choice. So to sum that up, section three of uh, the 14th amendment is um, just a fancy talking point of the left at this point. And from what I understand, that was originally intended for the Confederacy, Mm -hmm. by the way. So that's when that came into being. But, but again, you you see right from there, um, they can't even clear the first hurdle. Because like you said, no one has ever, no one has been charged with insurrection. The president, Trump, has not been charged with insurrection. So how could he be guilty of insurrection? You got that first hurdle you got to clear, kids. Um, and they don't, even, they don't even attempt to try to clear it. That's why it's not in any of Jack Smith's uh, filings. Well, also, if you read how the 14th Amendment Section 3 reads as far as who it would actually apply to, somebody who's been elected to the Congress, if you go through all of the... Most argue that I've read that the president doesn't even fall under any of those. Right. Because he's not an elected member of the Congress, and he doesn't fall under the quote-unquote term of an executive. As I think we talked about this last week from somebody's piece. Right. So both hurdles um, they don't cover. 
But that doesn't matter to left-wing media. It doesn't matter to uh, former federal prosecutors. It doesn't matter to uh, former federal judges who all of a sudden have Trump derangement syndrome. So they can't, you know, it's like the law is out the window and interpretation of these things are out the window. It just is, yeah, he can't be on the ballot. Right. Uh, Which you have from Luddig and these other judges who all of a sudden just can't control themselves. Uh, But I think that probably is the, probably the take that you would figure and I don't know if some of these things have to eventually go to the Supreme Court to get some. I, I don't know. You would think they would. Because when you see um, what's his name up in New Hampshire talking about it, you have some, some professor in Florida who I guess thinks he has standing in New Hampshire uh, to say that he should be not on the ballot. This is, this is again, we know that everything in the kitchen sink is going to get thrown at this, right. at the wall. Oh, yeah. This is just another one of those things that's going to. That's already being thrown. Yeah, and you see that it's uh, you know, it's on the shakiest legs. I think you could you could make that argument. Yeah, Just, I'd say it's on no legs. Right, it's got no legs. Um, but they're going to throw it out there, and then it makes you it jump back to last Wednesday when when uh, Tucker was interviewing Donald Trump, and he asked him about you know how things are ramping up, and you see what. You know, unfortunately, what the left is prone to, they will do anything to win. They don't care about the outcome. The only outcome that they want is they want to retain power. And and because the fact that they'll sit there and say, well, he shouldn't be, let's charge him with this. Let's do that, do that, do that. Let, let's get him off the ballot. If he, if he was so unable to win the general, why are they jumping through all these hoops to try to prevent him from even being on the ballot? Because they know they are going to go down. They've, they're looking at the numbers. Even the ginned-up polls are telling you Biden's, Biden's going backwards. Even their polls are telling them this doesn't look good. So you can imagine what the real, uh, what the real sentiment on the ground is. Uh, because we're starting to see it. I mean, you can't hide it anymore. That's why, that's why it's great that the uh, Twitter was taken over, and now you can start to see some of these things. You see people posting videos, different communities that you wouldn't expect uh, to be uh, you know, in support of Trump are coming out in support of Trump. Yeah. As Alan Dershowitz reminds us, strategy here is to get a quick trial, get convictions in jurisdictions that voted 95% Biden, and uh, they don't care about appeal or getting overturned on appeal because those won't happen until after the election. And what they're hoping is, and what they're banking on, is that a conviction uh, all of a sudden changes people's mind right? to have to look at somebody else. That's part of the strategy as well. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, so far, everything they tried just doesn't seem to work. So why would this? Well, I, I don't necessarily know that they, that they care about – that's, I think, the point of what he's saying. I don't think they care about whether it's working. It's just going to be one thing after the other after the other. This is why they're pushing for these dates. Let's just get – as long as we can just get a conviction. Right, but, but – It doesn't matter how we get there, how the road is, whether people like it, whether it works. It doesn't matter. As long as we get to conviction. Yeah, but they also we, we thought got a, that We got about, one uh, judge in D.C. that's in the back pocket. That's all we need. They thought that about indictment. And look what's happened. It's backfired beautifully. Oh, let's get let's get this uh, let's get the smoke shot out. Backfired. Oh, so let's go. Let's let's keep going. I don't know. Uh, yeah, at I think some point, insanity goes. Uh, you keep trying the same thing, expecting a different outcome. I'm not sure with these people. All little mo- all little steps in the eventual goal. 
and they got the judge doing all the work for them. Hi, right, live from Studio 6B, more to do. News when we're back after this. from Studio 6B on a Monday night. Glad you've been a part of the show as always. And I want to thank the audience for all the emails and text messages, getter messages, Twitter messages. Try to get to as many of them or at least read as many of them as I can, uh, especially here on the show. Carla says, my husband and I found your show on Samsung TV several months ago. We watch you every night while we eat dinner. It makes for good conversation. We're blessed to catch you. Um, your free offer with my pillow. Uh, we have an LFS6B sweatshirt and a Slick Rick t-shirt. Nice. Now listen, listen to the next part. I wore the LFS6B sweatshirt at Costco last weekend, and somebody yelled a, love those guys, shout out to me. <laughs> nice. Walking awesome. around the show. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff right there. Come on. What are you talking about? Over at the... Uh, maybe getting a couple hot dogs over there. For, yeah. <laughs> or, a, or a churro. Dollar... Uh, Whatever they are. I got some good hot dogs there, right? <laughs> the day that Costco raises the price of hot dogs, that's when we know we're really in trouble. That's, you know, it's all over. Yeah, right now you're just having to deal with uh, Christmas decorations. Yeah, they do have Christmas stuff <laughs> out everywhere. Out. Oh, we haven't even gotten to the end of summer yet. I know. Got like 23 days left of that. At least let's enjoy that. So Yeah. All right, let's do some uh, let's do some more news, and here with that is Rick Delgado. News is brought to you until I think September third. <laughs> Earlytreatmentmeds.com. I don't know where they're I don't know where they're going or whatever, but I'll try to get the story. Earlytreatmentmeds.com. Use our code LFS6B. Save you fifty percent off if you want that last minute ivermectin because you know two point is coming. So, uh, what's going on, Rick? All right. Well, a U.S. Law, this this one will poach your potatoes. You'll like this one there, David. Okay. Uh, U.S. lawmakers accused the Federal Reserve of quietly working on a central bank digital currency, a CBDC, no which he likens to the building of a financial equivalent of the Death Star. While the CBDC would not share the Death Star's ability to annihilate planets, Representative Warren Davidson of Ohio believes it would create a simil similar authoritarian powers for the nation's central bank to corrupt, coerce control of Americans through their money. Yeah. Yeah, which is, uh, uh, and we've spoken a lot about this uh, before as well. In an outburst on Twitter, uh, also known as X, uh, the Republican called on Congress to swiftly ban, then criminalize any effort to design, build, develop, test, or establish a CBDC. Money should not be programmable by a central authority, he wrote. Money should be a stable store of value and an efficient means of exchange, not a tool for surveillance, coercion, and control. Sound money facilitates permissionless peer-to-peer transactions. Amen. Yes, a, CB, a CBDC would essentially 
be a government-issued and backed digital dollar that would be widely available to the general public. The Fed believes the CBDC could have many potential benefits, like watching your every move and basically controlling what you buy. Yeah, no Uh, good. (laughs) But along with those benefits, others argue that the CBDC poses the issues of autonomy and control. It could essentially create a direct line from the central bank to the individual, meaning that the federal government could have the ability to track every single transaction going into and coming out of per- person's accounts. It would also be programmable with built-in rules, meaning that the government can impose restrictions on how you use your own money. That being said, the Fed does not address does address the privacy concerns. Oh, but listen to this statement, stating that any CBDC would need to strike an appropriate balance between the safeguarding of privacy rights no. of consumers and affording the transparency necessary to deter, yeah. wait for it, yeah. criminal activity, because it's all about protecting you. Uh, I'm going to tell you something right now. Uh, crypto, the crypto community, which is a very large community and has big money, uh, behind it and big um, people starting to move her and shake her in Washington is going to be a huge part of this next election. And I'm going to tell you right now, they are not going to vote for Joe Biden. No. And I think they become more critical as the months go by because crypto is under attack in this country from this administration in every way, shape, or form. And that community is not going to vote for another four years because they know that would be the death knell of crypto, at least in America. And it would bring on exactly what you're talking about, which we don't need because, number one, we have not only Bitcoin, but we have stable coins and we have things that we can transact in across the blockchain in milliseconds now that the government has. And this is why it's under attack, because, again, I bring you back to go go watch your lesson between tonight and tomorrow is to watch one Robert Breedlove video talking about the separation of money and state and talking about financial freedom and what it really looks like. And that's why I brought this article up because I knew it was something that uh, we've talked about and you feel strongly about as well as us. I do very much so feel strongly about it. And I feel very strongly that this voting block is going to be, and I think it has a lot of potential that people who maybe had or would have voted for Biden uh, have seen now the government run amok on this uh who are like i'm i'm just not going i'm just not going to vote for it they hear they hear n- trump's not the biggest fan of it he hasn't talked uh desantis has talked very positive of it mm-hmm. vivek has talked very positively about it uh i haven't heard much from the others mayor miami's very big on it oh, he, v- he mayor miami of course yeah. but he's not even in the debates at this point so he can't um it's going to be a big part. I think it's going to be a big part of the election. I honestly do. I think this voting block will be a big voting block, and I think they're going to vote Republican big time after they've seen what Gary Gensler's done at the SEC and what the Biden administration is proposing. And thank God we have people like Dave, Warren Davidson and others who are trying to at least be some firewall uh, to this tyranny, which is just more tyranny. So, yeah. All right, I'm going to leave the rest of my time here for uh, Slick Rick to do sports, but I do have a big Chicago mayor story we'll get to tomorrow. That'll be fun.
All right, very good. Let's do a little more sports before we wrap it up. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and My Pillow. Slick Rick, what else is going on? All right, Big D. Well, U.S. Open update. You were correct. That is right. Uh, Sloan Stevens did lose earlier today, six two five seven six four to Beatrice Haddad Maya. Uh, Stevens was from the U.S., not a uh, ranked player, but good player, just the same. Uh, she did get upset, and Novak Djokovic just taking the court now against Alexandre. Muller. So we'll have a wrap on that tomorrow and that will give you the update on that. Not enough time for baseball scores. Check your local listings for that. But let's get to this story. Uh, we got a, I got a good one, Big D. I got one on um, the, uh, hold on one second. All right, big old. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, that's a big boy. Mississippi Hunters catch record 802 pound alligator. Now you like that. Alligator oh. Hunters in Mississippi recently made the catch of a lifetime and set a state record. This is Amy Furr of Breitbart. When Donald Woods and several friends got into Yazoo River in the dark on Friday to enjoy the season's opening day, they had no idea what they were about to encounter. The Mississippi Clarion Ledger reported Saturday they spotted several alligators during their hunt, but were keeping their eyes peeled for a monster-sized prize, a new state record for the uh, longest alligator harvested was broken today. Congratulations to the Mississippi Hunters. Woods was accompanied by Joey Clark, Will Thomas, and Tanner White, who have caught many big alligators in previous years, but then they spotted one humongous river creature. 803 two pounds. Make a lot of nice shoes and suits out of that one, Big D. <laughs> that's all he's interested in. Yes, you're yeah. absolutely right about that. But that's a rapid sports, Big D. Back to you. Alright, very good, Slick Rick. Thanks very much. Um, sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Make sure if you go there, you use our code LFS6B, and we're still doing the this shirt right here is the shirt of the month, by the way. If you shop at the MyPillow and you use our code, uh, we'll send you this shirt for free if you send us the receipt showing that you used our code. So, and, and you wore that this morning too, right? I had this on the stream this morning. People so, noticed it. Yep. So basically you're you're letting everybody know you slept in the shirt, you woke up, you uh, no, did no, a no. stream, and now you're still wearing no, it now. No, no, no. I put it on this morning. <laughs> I put it on this morning. I've got, oh, okay. I've got new shirts for every day this week. Oh, all right. Uh, free shipping going on at uh, livefromstudio6b.com on all orders. So hey, might as well hey, take advantage while you can. Real quick, I forgot to mention, Bob, Bob Barker passed away. Oh, yes, yeah. 99 years yes. old. Oh, my goodness. The great Bob Barker. And I forgot who mentioned it in the chat. Thank you for reminding us that, yeah. man, oh, man, just a, just an icon, a TV icon, a legend. Yep. Um, passed away over the weekend. And someone said he got... He got just as close to 100 without going over. Yeah, not bad. Oh, oh, win. oh, is it too soon? Too the soon? Life, the life oh. was right. I saw somebody post that. So, yeah. Uh, listen, I'll sign up for that right now. As always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines protecting us. Thanks, everybody, on this show. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Fran. Most of all, though, thank you, the live from Studio 6B audience. We'll see you tomorrow night. 8 p.m. right here, Real America's Voice, live from studio. Whoa, mama. 6B. Rock and roll.